This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Tomorrow I'll be back with you, a special Wednesday morning edition, as I'll be filling in for John Johnson, filling in for Big Daddy Graham again, the double fill-in shift. Uh, So we'll do that, John, in for the morning show, in for Angelo on Tuesday. Uh, condolences to Angelo, who lost his mother over the weekend. Um, who So, uh, Angelo taking care of some family stuff. He'll be back in on Wednesday uh, with you. So, John filling in Tuesday. I'll be filling in for John tomorrow. Uh, so, I'll be back with you tomorrow. But uh, tonight, talking about some of the greatest athletes of all time, as they have been in the news a lot lately with um, with... Uh, the Last Dance, now the Lance Armstrong documentary, which I watched the first episode of that. That guy is so unlikable. Like, um, like I don't – there are some people you can forgive. I usually don't – I don't even care really about the steroid part of it. What I care about with Lance Armstrong is just how bombastic he was about not doing it when he clearly did it. And then it's like, yeah, you know, he ended up doing it, and now he just admits it. But it's like – he was, like, suing people and, like, ruining people's careers over this. Uh, but highly unlikable guy. But it was an entertaining documentary, the first part of it. So um, I'd encourage you to watch that. Uh, so we've been uh, discussing the greatest of all time and obviously the match uh, this past weekend here. I'm taking a beating right now in our poll question. Uh, four votes, all for no. Now that I've rephrased it and re- put the question mark in uh, about is Steve Kerr the Eli Manning of the NBA, 100% say no right now. Did the one that wasn't punctuated have any uh, votes your way? Yes, one. Uh, one. There was one vote my way on that. But now four votes no. So you're you're winning our poll, Mike. Uh, uh, I'll get back to the phones in just one second here. But first, I got to give you my social media complaint of the day, which I, it's just one that I see from time to time. I don't understand it. What's with adults who make a big deal about their birthdays? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, once I passed, like, tw- really 21, because 21 is the last age that you have a birthday that you really care about. It's the last milestone. You get to 21, and you can legally have a drink, whether you, you know, of course you wouldn't have a drink before then. God forbid, but, you know, most people, uh, you know, I guess – do sometimes, but you're supposed to wait till you're 21. But after that, That's why do one. people make <laughs> yeah, that was very poorly phrased? I got lost in the middle of what I was talking about there. But um, what's up with that, Mike? 
people who, you know, are in their 30s or in their 20s and, like, have to make it known to everybody that it's their birthday. Who the hell cares? Yeah, I've never been a fan of that. I, uh, the least amount of attention, the better. Yeah. For anything, really, especially a birthday. I mean, we worked together this past year on my birthday. Didn't I make a big deal about it? Yeah, you demanded I buy you a bagel. (laughs) Well, we made a joke, and then you you ate the bagel in front of me. I I didn't really care. Uh, but you and know, then the and then the sports world shut down. Right, exactly. So th- that's all your fault. But it's 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 funny because you'll see people, and they try to make it seem like they're not, you know, like they don't care. But they'll they'll just like casually mention, oh, you know, it's my birthday. Like trying not to make a big deal out of it. But you know that they want everybody to know it's their birthday. And then it's like, oh, happy birthday, all this stuff. And again, it it goes back to the same thing. People wanting the attention, just wanting those likes, wanting the wanting the love for the birthdays. Like it once you're an adult, if you care about your birthday and you make a big deal about your birthday, um, and you're having like these big outlandish birthday parties, mm-hmm. you're you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, want- you want to have a couple people over, that's one thing, but don't have these big parties. Yeah, whenever you go a place like this, I always just naturally wonder if any of our colleagues are guilty of this. I'm just kind of thinking in my mind some of the candidates that would that could be you know susceptible to pulling this off. Well, who do you think? Who, who are you thinking? Who do you think would make a big deal about their couple, birthday? A couple producers. Oh a, yeah, a former producer who's still you know with us, and then uh, a current producer for sure. Oh well. That guy, I, I had to deal with him on Friday night, uh, sitting in with Gilio for whatever reason, Jack Fritz. I, I don't know. And he, he was very upset that I asked somebody else to be a guest instead of him. But it's like, why would I have a guy on who predicted Nick Pavetta to be, be a Cy Young candidate? I mean, obviously, you don't really know what you're talking about, Jack. You're not a baseball guy. I'm sorry. And what, at that point, he had produced two shows ago, and he hosted – the show before you so why would you have him on as a guest right yeah but he he and now he's doing he's pulling he's taking glenn's bit too where he's tweeting out he's doing the what what are you drinking you know he's tweeting out about oh beers boy. and stuff Oh boy! i mean come on man that's glenn's thing glenn is the what are you drinking guy not you jack yeah uh i guess struggling for an identity maybe he wants to be beer guy next but you know because baseball expert I think he's trying to get a beer now. endorsement or something. He's trying to get some free beer or something. It's like, well, you know, that's fine. No, but he's definitely a he's definitely a birthday guy, no doubt. He wants to let it know it's his birth. I feel like everybody on the afternoon show would be a birthday guy because Ike would let you know if it's his birthday. I, I think. Yeah, Marks would probably let you. I, I don't know about Marks. I feel like they within like the last six months they did something for John's birthday. They like they like produce something. Right. So. Like, if other people find out and other people call you out for it being your birthday, that's different. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're one of these people who wants to have a big party and, we're, you know, uh, and n- not even taking coronavirus into account, but even b- before that, if you're having a big party for your birthday, that that's one thing. If somebody's throwing you a surprise party, that's different. Like, if it's, like, your, your 40th or 50th or something like that. Yeah, hard to trace any real fault in a surprise birthday party. Yeah. I mean, you can't really do much about that unless you're really one of those people and you have somebody throw you a surprise party that's not really a surprise party and you just want the party, but you don't want to make it look like you want a party. Has this been known to happen? I, 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 I feel like it happens. Okay. I don't know from personal experience, but I feel like there are people so diabolical. 
that they would do that. And I think I th- I actually think I just uh, realized the former employee you were talking about. So uh, I just figured that one out. I think so. Uh, we'll we'll okay. talk about it during the break. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, let's go to Mike in South Philly. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, Tom? Good. How you doing, man? Interesting show you had tonight. Nothing like kicking off a show with a little BDSM. Yeah, that was that took me by surprise there, Mike. That call went like five different directions really fast on me. I didn't know how to respond. You think he went to watch Fifty Shades of Grey after the call was over? Maybe or? it was. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, we don't want your wife coming over hitting you. He's like, well, actually, I do. I like pain. I'm like, yeah. all right, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, well. It is, it is apropos for being a Philadelphia sports fan to like pain. Yes, it yeah. is. He, so uh, <laughs> he can probably handle being a fan uh, here more than most. Um, yeah, you know what a, a, you know what a social media thing that I can't stand is this. It's been building up over the years, and I, I decided it's my most disliked social media thing of all time. And you're probably going to think I'm crazy saying it, but it's, it's, just, my, it's just how, I, how I'm wired. I can't stand everybody, everybody and their mother using the word y'all. Yeah, I don't How like that. How fraudulent is that? It's a southern dialect. It's a southern twang. And if you're from the south, use y'all you want. But what's with people from, like, Maine using it? Like, you're, you, people in Maine don't talk that way. You're only using it because other people use it and you want to fit in. And it would be like if I, if I called the station and used the word bloody or bollocks, you'd be like, why the hell are you talking like you're from the U.K.? You're not from the U.K. It's, that's kind of a little bit of, of a fraudulent thing to do. Well, well how's that any different from somebody not from the South using the word y'all? It's a Southern thing. Well, I have another one that's kind of, like, in line with that, Mike. Like, when people start their tweet off with, like, all right, guys, or guys, or something like that. Like, okay, yeah. we're ta- you, we know you're talking to your follow- the people who follow you. You don't need to refer to us as guys or, or – yeah, that just bothers me. I don't know. Yeah. It's just stupid. To me, and uh, about the birthday thing, I'm sure you've probably seen some people did the Tom Kelly trifecta. They'll sneak the wife, food, and the birthday in one tweet. Ugh. They'll be like, wife just baked me a, a beautiful cake. Can't wait to eat it. Uh, you know, and then yeah. they'll show a picture, and then it'll say, like, happy birthday on it. So it's, like, it's almost like a stealth brag. Ugh. You know, they don't say that it's their birthday in the tweet, but they'll show a picture of a cake that says happy birthday on it. It's just it's disgusting. Like, just, just, you know, if, if you're, why even bother to be stealthy with it? Just put a bunch of asterisks and exclamation points to go, Attention! It is my birthday today. How my how my likes and retweets, and yeah. just just ask for it. Just just be, be a beggar. If you want to beg, then be a beggar. Yeah, no, it, it's terrible. And and as bad as Twitter is with that kind of stuff, Facebook's even worse. Like I can't. I don't even know why I still have a Facebook account. I haven't posted on it in I don't even remember how long. It's been well know. over a year. But Facebook is the absolute worst with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't have. I can barely handle one social media account, let alone multiple. Yeah. I don't know how some people have like ten of them. I don't know how they pull it off. But um, for the sports, yeah, I just I just want to give my heart out to the uh, Angelo and his family. Uh, yes. Very sad news that I heard. Jeez, um, ninety eight years. It's hard to live a more fulfilling life than that. It is. I mean, it's it's crazy that that um, you know uh, somebody can fight that long. But yeah, uh, condolences to Angelo. And and as far as I know, he'll be back in on Wednesday. Absolutely. Yeah. Wish him the best. Um, you know, talking about the all-time greats, uh, I'll give you my list. But before, like, I still haven't seen the Jordan documentary. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I haven't recorded. But um, <clears throat> it made me think with everybody talking about it and how, like, not know if you were this way or not. Maybe this is just me. But, like, today when, you know, just in, in sports today, like, all dynasties end up getting hated at one point. Everybody hates all the dynasties. It just 
that's just the natural course of being dominant. You know, you alienate other fan bases because they're sick of seeing you win. But when I was a kid, I never hated the Chicago Bulls. Is that something that adults only do? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of odd to me. It's like you should respect greatness, not hate it. It's almost like when we grow older, we become less mature as sports fans. Like when we're younger, we can appreciate greatness because we're kind of innocent and we don't have that much passion toward it. We just kind of watch it for what it is. But when we get older, we start to hate greatness. And almost shouldn't it be like the other way around? Shouldn't you be become more mature and respect greatness as you get older, not when you're younger? Yeah, I agree, Mike. But I think it's weird with those Bulls teams. And, and like, like you – I don't really remember enough to know if they were hated, but I feel like they were But I didn't. When I was young, I didn't hate the Bulls. I I love the Chicago Bulls. They weren't my favorite team, but I loved watching them. I rooted for Jordan. I rooted for the Bulls. I didn't hate them either, but I feel like they weren't hated the way, like, the Warriors were hated. And maybe it is, maybe there's an aspect of it that they kind of built naturally, and it wasn't like, you know, they go out and get Durant. Because the Warriors, I feel like they weren't really hated until they got Kevin Durant. Right. But... Uh, maybe that's part of it, but I, I don't know why it was different with that team. Yeah, you know, everybody hates the Yankees. Right. Maybe it's because they just spend, spend, spend. Everybody hates the Patriots. I think the cheating has a lot of aspect to do with that, and they're just overall arrogance, like right. the smugness. Uh, but, yeah, I never hated the Bulls. And I, I used to collect Jordan cards. I love getting – I just – I love Jordan. Um he was a reason why I, you know, outside of the local, you know, back then, you know, I don't think when you're younger, you really follow college sports that much. It's not until you get older and, you know, then you go to school. But I was rooted for UNC back in the day, you know, Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, just so many good names. Um, but uh, I, the thing about Jordan, like, I've seen people rip him. Now, I haven't seen the documentary yet, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe I should reserve judgment and to see how I feel about it. But I kind of know what to expect, I think, because People who are that great are wired differently. Like I heard some people call him a D-bag and he's this and he's that. Like you can't expect somebody who is that – like there are – there are always going to be some, some sacrifices you have to make to be great. And some of it is like you're just wired differently. You're obsessive. You're abrasive. And that just comes with the territory. Like it's hard to be a perfect human being to be a great championship or to be a great champion, but also be the nicest guy in the world and the kindest guy in the world. Like there's always going to be, there's always going to have to be some parts of the personality that you're going to sacrifice to achieve those, those heights. Right. And I think he did that. And it's funny, Mike, because there was a story in there about some kid on the bullets, Bradford Smith, who lit him up one night and they played him on a back to back. And he made up this story in his head that, the kid came up to him after the game and said, nice game, Mike, in a condescending way. And then he goes out and torches him the next night. He said years later that he made that up. And I watched the Armstrong one last night, and Lance Armstrong said the same thing. Like, he says every day he would make up these kind of slights in his head and these kind of rivalries to fight. And it's like, maybe that's what makes them great. I don't know how you summon that kind of constant motivation. Like, I, I work hard at my job, but I can't. I don't have that kind of competitive spirit where I'm, you know, so angry that I'm going to just, you know, dominate every night. I don't know how those guys are just wired different. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to study people like that because they're not like, and I I don't think it's something that you can learn. You know, a lot of people say, watch, you know, every young kid should watch a Jordan documentary. Well, there's no harm in watching it, but I think that's something that's inborn. Like, that's genetic. Just an obsessive, just constant chip on your shoulder nature that just not every human being has. And I think it's fascinating studying people like, studying people like that because they're just, they, just, they just don't come around every day.
no, people no. that kind of com- just crazy competitive nature. Yeah, no, it is, Mike, and I appreciate it, man. Thanks I was going to give you my, my list. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All right, um, yeah, so obviously Jordan and Gretzky are up there. Um, uh, I'll do one from each. Actually, you know, I'm going to take away one. I can't really decide on baseball. I, I'm, I'm very, very anti-cheating, so I'm, not, I'm just not going to put Bond there, Bonds there out of spite. I was thinking maybe Pujols. Pujols is great, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a curveball. I'll go um, – I'm going to go Usain Bolt for one of them. That's a good one. I think he's the fastest man who has ever lived. He just crushes everybody he went against. And I can't – I don't really watch tennis. If I tried to stay, stand here and try to make an argument for a tennis player, I'd be a fraud because I really don't watch tennis or golf. I know Tiger's great, but I don't really – I've only seen him play once, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I've only wow. seen one golf tournament. It was him versus some Rocco guy. Do you remember his Oh, Rocco name? Mediate back the 08 U.S. Open. That was a great one. Yeah, that was the only one yeah. I, I've seen. I think Rocco beat him, right? No, Tiger ended up – that was his last major win – before he won the Masters uh, last year. Well, maybe year. I'm thinking of something else. Was there another Rocco? I don't think there was another Rocco. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's too many uh, golf Roccos. But, um, so, yeah, I got Jordan. I got Gretzky. Um, I'm going to go Usain Bolt. And I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, man. I just love the guy. I know he only has one ring. I don't care. Football's the ultimate team sport. I'm not going to put the blame on him for that. He's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I think he can do – no, I think Patrick Mahomes has a chance when his career is over to surpass him. But Aaron Rodgers can just do things that I've never seen any, any other quarterback do. He, he was everything. I mean, he has mobility. He had the rocket arm, just clutch, accuracy, everything. He was a leader. Um, and uh, I only, did I only do four? Uh, yeah, you can do one more. That's fine. Okay. And then, uh, all right, then, you know, then I'll, go, uh, I'll go Albert Pujols. Okay. There Albert Pujols is just – he was incredible. He was. He was yeah. an incredible hitter. Right. Yeah, uh, take appreciate him. Thanks. Yeah, that that's a good one. And, you know, uh, somebody like Simone Biles, who was uh, so dominant uh, the last Olympics, um, you know, there are a lot of great athletes over the course of time and um, some some more obscure, obscure ones, too. So appreciate that. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Mike and Horsham. What's up, Mike? Yo, what's up, Tom? How you doing tonight? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I, you know, I really like Mike from South Philly. I, I he, he's uh, he's until he said Aaron Rodgers. What but, what, uh, what what problem you have with Aaron Rodgers? Um, as the, the best athlete. Well, I mean, I know he's. Oh, I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but there there's 20 people before that I can come up the top of my head. But yeah, uh, I mean, but but. It's not all like I agree. Winning is a big part of it, but I, I would put him up there as one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Certainly. Oh yeah, but we're talking greatest athlete. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, of course, he's absolutely the uh, top ten best quarterbacks of all time in my in my mind. Okay. I love him. I think he's I, I think he's ten times better than Brett Favre. I agree with that. I think Brett Favre in general was overrated. Way he threw more interceptions than um I don't know who but um yeah I think Aaron Rodgers is way better quarterback than um Brett Favre but I, I agree with that. Anyhow, I do have a five for you. Okay. Um, uh, Jesse Owens. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Bo Jackson. Okay. Um, Wayne Gretzky. All right. And the I. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger is definitely, definitely one of the greatest ever. I mean, not even, not even well, right. And then, um, 
I'm going to say Secretariat. <laughs> oh, okay, going with the horse. All right, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> that's that that's fine. Going with going with uh, going off the board. I like it, Mike. Yeah, I yeah. So uh, that's what I got for you tonight, there, Tom. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Thank bro. Thank you. Take it easy. Um, uh, yeah, okay, going off the board with Secretariat. There are a lot of obscure ones. A lot of obscure greatest athletes ever. Um, and both those guys mentioned uh, Gretzky, and I probably should have put Gretzky on mine um, because I, I don't remember him at all with Edmonton. I remember him with the Kings, and I guess that was kind of more toward the tail end of his career. Uh, but with Edmonton, uh, apparently he was just um, unbelievably dominant. Uh, so you can keep giving your greatest athletes ever uh, your top five uh list i'll repeat mine when we get back also i see john in center city there john will get you right after the break here um as we continue on talking about the greatest athletes of all time i also want to play some sound coming up from the match this past week and uh kind of i think it's a good um roadmap of how these leagues can enhance their broadcast moving forward so we'll do that um when we return as well as talk to john 215-592-9494 i'm tom kelly in for big daddy graham Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. In a couple minutes, we'll play you some of the better sound from the match. I played a little bit when I was on yesterday, but uh, for anybody who didn't get the chance to hear, I'll kind of talk about what I saw from it because I really enjoyed it. It was actually much better than I anticipated. I wanted to watch just some live event that I didn't know how it was going to end, but the way they did it was was really well done and and I think gives, um, I should give ideas to a lot of these other uh, leagues on how they can do these, these broadcasts without fans. So we'll do that in a few uh, minutes here and a lot of other stuff I still want to get to, a lot of funny sound I want to get to uh, throughout the rest of the show. Our buddy, uh, the, the, the biggest curmudgeon in sports media, Mike Wilbon, is back. Uh, with another just one of the worst opinions I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, and we'll we'll get to that a little later on as well. Uh, a lot of people said some dumb stuff, and that's always great uh, to, to make fun of. So uh, a lot of stuff we got to do uh, over the rest of the show. 215-592-9494. Also taking your greatest athletes of all time. Let's go to John in Center City. What's up, John? Hey, TK. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, man? Dude, when you said that Eli Manning and Steve Kerr was the Eli Manning of basketball, I almost spit my drink right, right, right on my floor. You didn't like the comparison, John? You didn't I, think it, it made sense? It was hilarious, sense? man. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> it messed me right up. Yeah. Hey, you know, listen, when, when you talk about the greatest competitors, I like, I'm like i a fan of the greatest competitors. You know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan, it, you know, the competitiveness of Michael Jordan. The only time I didn't like watching Michael Jordan – when he was playing the Sixers because he always did something spectacular against the Sixers. It just it was just nasty. It was like, you know, I'm playing you and I'm going to do this to you and you can't stop me. And he just did something ridiculous to the Sixers every time I watched him play. So, um, and oh, Lance yeah. Armstrong, you know, like I think about Lance Armstrong and, you know, and I don't, I really didn't care about PEDs. I really did not. Like, that sport is riddled. The best, the best riders are all using PEDs. They were all using it. Right. The only thing I didn't like is, like you said, the way he vigorously defended himself instead of just coming clean. I mean, 
Right, and, and it's if, like if he just would have gained clean, I would have been like, all right, you know what? They're all doing it. You know, it's 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 riddled. You know, that sport is riddled with PEDs, just like baseball. Like I, I could care less about Barry Bonds and PEDs. They were all they were all doing it. Right, I didn't care. And John, I watched the the you know the first part of that documentary last night, and it basically showed that. Lance Armstrong had to do it to keep up with everybody else because everybody was doing it. But it's like if he had just come clean from the beginning, nobody would have cared. Like nobody would have, nobody would have, right. you know, hated him the way they hate him now. That's why people hate him because he's such a jerk think about, about it. it. Like you could have sympathized with him using PEDs. Oh yeah, you know, come back after, from cancer, after beating cancer, and uh, you know, you would have been like, all right, you know, okay, he, he admitted it, came clean. But you know, when I when you start thinking about the top athletes, you. you I heard I've heard people talk talking about like the, the greatest competitor. But when, when when I hear who is the top the the greatest athletes, like let me give you my top five. When I when I'm thinking of greatest athletes, I, I, when I say when I hear greatest athlete, I, I think they could play another sport and be great at that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I went with my MJ, um, Michael Vick, Michael Vick has to be one of the greatest athletes ever. He was incredible, see, John. I mean, uh, unbelievable. The moves that he put on the football field, I mean, you have to, you have to believe that he could have done that in another sport. Um, Barry Bonds. The guy maybe saw one or two pitches a game that are hittable, and he did not miss when they came down the pike. That, is, um, that, that hand-eye coordination is just unbelievable. Um, Roger Federer, to me, one of the greatest competitors, one of the greatest athletes. And I think that if he played a different sport, he could have been competitive at another sport as well. Tiger Woods has to be one of the greatest athletes. He, he was an athlete playing golf, and he still is. I mean, to watch him win, win the Masters at, at his age with all the ailments, I mean, it's the competitiveness and the athleticism. I mean, he, he continues to change to try and make his game better but right you know uh, th- those are my top five when it comes to when i think about athletes now i i do have an alternate in there that i found you know that i watched and and i want to say that hussein bolt it what has to be one of the, one of the greatest athletes of all time that that man was unbelievable i mean you watched him race when he won in the olympics the guy was pulling up looking backwards Looking at where everybody was when he was breaking the tape, I mean, I would I would love to see if this guy just ran straight through the tape one time. What what the what it could have, what the numbers could have been? Uh, I, <laughs> no, it's crazy, John. I remember watching him. At, you know, the last Olympics and the way he dominates. It, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like he just turns, he just flips the switch midway through the race, and it's like, all right, these guys Absolutely. don't stand a chance. And at that at that last Olympics, Olympic Games, he was not supposed to be the number one guy, but he just said, you know what, I am the number one guy, point blank. And another guy would throw in that, in that mix when you come to the Olympics is Michael Phelps. I mean, he's another guy. Oh. Who, I mean, just unbelievable athlete. I should have so, put him in mind, John. I mean, Michael Phelps, so, when he, he's dominated his sport for like two decades ab- now. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right, TK, I'm making a delivery, buddy, so right, I'm going to hang, hang up and listen to you all guys. All right, take it easy. Night. Thanks, John. Let's- appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, Michael Phelps, I mean, dominant. And it is, I think really what it comes down to is these guys are just wired differently. Like, they just, they, they have a work ethic that is just so um, insane. And especially a sport 
like swimming, like a guy like Michael Phelps, that's got to be like such a lonely sport where you're training and you're just by yourself. You're not interacting with other people while you're doing it. Uh, you're just swimming. Another one he brought up there, Michael Vick. Michael Vick athletically, of course. ESPN, by the way, on Monday night, they played like the most random Michael Vick game ever. Michael Vick with the Steelers playing against the, uh, the Chargers. Did you see this, Mike? Yeah, I watched the ending of it. Um, yeah, I mean that was like one of the that was like one of the games that kind of showed that the the Chargers had to get out of there. Like there were Steelers fans all over that place. Right, but like, just like what a weird choice. I guess ESPN can only show the games that they aired, but like they 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 aired the game on Monday night when Michael Vick threw six touchdowns or whatever against the the Redskins. Why would not you air that game? They haven't aired that yet. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Michael Vick with the Steelers, like, who cares? Well, at least know. that game is – this is a bad argument, but if I'm trying to defend them. A worse argument than Eli Manning <laughs> and Steve Kirby and Eagles? Uh, at least, you know, the game they picked today, you have to watch until the end. Right. That Eagles-Redskins game, you turn off at the halftime. Yeah, well, that that's – yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I, I mean, I didn't watch it, watch it till the end. I, I didn't really watch it at all. Uh, but I just thought it was a weird choice. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Right now, 83% um, of the people polled uh, in our poll question, is Steve Kerr the Eli Manning of the NBA? 83% say no. So that may have been, you know, not the best uh, comparison to make. Uh, I will, I'll concede that. And if you want to round up, it's really 84%. Huh. It's 83.7, I think so. So it's more than five out of every six. Yes. So one of the Mike said it was one of the dumber things I've said, and hey, I, I at this point I, I can't really say he's wrong. Hey, it's it's higher than Eli's career uh, playoff winning percentage, which is uh, he's eight and four, so he's uh, six six you know sixty six percent. You know you're right. Steve Kerr is a much better winner in the playoffs than Eli. So you're right. Eli's not on the same level as Steve Kerr. I think is where where I erred there. I gave Eli too much credit. So Eli's going to coach the greatest football team of all time in like 20 years. Maybe. I mean, I doubt it. I, Eli right now is wasting his time making bad jokes on Twitter. Uh, Eli getting on social media has been a problem. I, I mean, you're not on Twitter. No, we're, but, we're, we're oh, it's just, just stupid jokes, stupid Eli jokes. He got on social media this weekend, and he's been you know, letting them, letting them fly, so to speak. Uh, and they, they, have, they haven't been very good. None of the jokes have been very good. Um, but uh, we'll actually do it next segment. Got to hit the break here, but when we get back, we'll play some sound from the match uh, this past week uh, and talk about that a little bit and whether you enjoyed it. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in, 215 592 9494 is how you join the show, talking about GOATs, the greatest of all time, uh, with so many in the news lately with the last dance, the match, which we'll play some sound from the match in a couple minutes here, which I love, um, and this Lance Armstrong documentary uh, coming up. But uh, I see Adrian's on the line, and Adrian apparently has a problem with me. Uh, Maybe my Eli Manning question. What's up, Adrian? Come on, Tom. Kelly, you ain't got nothing to talk about. Let my man rest. He retired. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, come on. Hey, he's the one who's he's the one who's on Twitter throwing out all these bad jokes. That's not me doing that. 
Well, don't you think he can? You don't you think he can put in his time? He can throw out a couple bad jokes. I mean, you got a guy that played every snap for 17 years, got two Super Bowl MVPs, yeah. beat one of the best teams that ever was assembled. 18 and 0, he beat them. He might be the only quarterback in the history of the game beat the, Brady twice, which is going to go down to be the best quarterback that ever played the game. Eli beating twice. He's the Steve twice. Kerr of the NFL. I've officially proclaimed it. <laughs> the Steve Kerr of the NFL. Eli Manning. He's, on, he man. was he was just a, a guy Kerr. along for the ride, along for the ride with the defense. Hey yo, maybe I should call you the Weaver of ninety ninety four point. Hey, don't don't demean Weave like that, Adrian. I, I mean, I, if I was him, I'd take offense of that. Oh, boy. Because, I, hey, yeah, Steve man. Kerr hit a big shot just like Eli made that one throw uh, oh, to Manningham, you know, and other than that, he was just along from the, for the ride with the rest of the squad. Well, you, got one, you, you got one was a starter and one was a backup. Like, come on, man, he got 50,000 career yards, 50,000. I mean, he was okay. Like, he, was an, he, was, he was an average. What was his, what was his record? Mean, his record's below I mean, 500. He's below 500 yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but hey, look, but he's not below a five hundred. He's a five hundred quarterback, so oh, that don't wow. make him below so five hundred. And he was that six hundred clip. They just what the six hundred clip in the playoffs. Do you have a quarterback that had a six hundred clip with two Super Bowl MVPs? No. Well, I, I I'll tell you this: guys <laughs> you like Donovan McNabb, two- Tony Romo, his contemporaries—they're much better than five hundred record-wise. Yeah, but look how many Super Bowls they got. Uh, but they didn't. Quiet. They didn't. Quiet. They didn't have a defensive line like Eli had. I mean, if, oh, if they on, if they had quiet. if they had Michael Strahan and Justin Tuck and that crew, they would have won Super Bowls too. I mean, Eli, hey, so, so, he he was along for the ride. I give him credit. He didn't so, screw it up. So wait a minute, y'all had a defensive line in Philly, which probably rated probably one of the best defensive lines in the history of the game on a couple occasions with Jerome Brown and Reggie White. And all these defensive guys y'all had, and y'all still ain't win. Yeah, because Buddy Ryan was a Buddy Ryan line. was a terrible coach. That's why. <laughs> yo, Buddy Ryan was an awful coach. Hey yo, don't give me those defensive line, baby, because you had some great defensive lines. <laughs> I know, and you need a quarterback <laughs> who do, and a coach who don't screw it up. Coughlin and Eli didn't yeah. screw it up. I give them credit for that. But Spagnuolo yeah, and the Eli, defense won those Super Bowls. Now let me ask you this: If you put Eli on them teams. Do y'all win some Super Bowl? No, no, no way. He's no. clutch, baby. You got to give Because he still have Buddy Ryan. Coughlin, Coughlin's a better coach than Buddy Ryan. You got to admit that. Oh, well. You got to love hey, Coughlin. Look, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it made Coughlin better because he won the Super Bowls. But prior to Coughlin winning them Super Bowls, he was just as – Buddy Ryan was just as good as him. If Buddy Ryan won two Super Bowls, then you say Buddy Ryan is better than Coughlin. So, I, hey, look. But Eli, uh-huh. hey, look. He got the MVPs. Some defensive lines that get them MVPs. He made them throws. Them defensive lines ain't get them throws. And if you look at that, at them runs, boy, he did some stuff on them the second runs. Run, the second that run was good. The second run was good. The first run was not that great. I mean, the, he deserved the second MVP of that Super Bowl. I'll give you that. The first one, he did not deserve that MVP. How many cats going to Lambeau, Dallas, uh, Candlestick, and then beat Brady. I told you, this the second run. Hey, he had a good month. He had a good month, Adrian. He had a good month. How of football. many guys can say they beat Brady, Farb? Not many. It was a good. The second I don't run. I know if it was Romo. It was uh, uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Uh, who, who it was, was Romo. It was Romo. 
Romo it at was Romo. Niner, Niners was Alex Smith. Romo, and then first round, I think, didn't they beat the Falcons? I think it was Matt, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Like, yes. come on, man. These, and these guys. Matt like, Ryan's a choker. He stinks. <laughs> All right, Adrian. <laughs> Oh man, you the best, um, Kelly. Thank hey, no, you. Let me get, let me give, yeah. you, let me give you all time great. Yeah, give, yeah, give it, yeah, great. give it to me. Yep. When, when, when you talk about all time great, you talk about Bill Russell. You talk about Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, I mean, you, you. Hey, look, I'm surprised ain't nobody bring up Bo Jackson. Now he was an athlete. Well, Adrian, I, I want to ask you about Bill Russell and, and Wilt. I mean, you're a basketball guy. I, do, is there any part of you that? looks at those guys and was like, they were playing against competition that just was not up to the caliber that they were. Oh, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, I mean, they, 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 they weren't, I mean, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, how tall was Bill Russell? Six, seven, six, eight, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, you look at, you look at now, you look at the talent like Jordan and LeBron go against. It's pretty oh, man. different. Hey, listen, the defense, listen, Back then, the game was totally different because they played defense. They don't play defense now. You only hey, listen when you go to the Jordan era. You the only thing they talk about they played defense and they called them the bad boys because they was dirty. Like, come on, man! Are you kidding me? Every team in NBA played defense back then. Jordan, Jordan might have. I'll, I'll give it to Jordan because Jordan was just a, just a substance to the rule. He could have played back then. Back then, and then LeBron probably could have played back then. And then Kobe probably could have played back then. And then because. I mean, they like, you know, these guys really, uh, these was really like good guys. But, man, no, no. Let me tell you something right now. Nah, buddy. Mm-mm. All these, right. I mean. talk about Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Yeah, they the best ever did. Well, Jerry West. When you talk about them type of guys, man. I'd like on, to man. see I'd like to see him play today, Adrian. I would. I'd like to see how, how it holds up. I would. It would be so easy because don't nobody play defense. All right. Well, I, you know, I guess there's no way to know. I appreciate it, AJ. Yeah, Thanks. There's no, really no way to know. But Will was a great athlete, too, man. Like he, oh, yeah, you know, he, he was. He the floor. Like, he was a hell of an athlete, too. So, yeah, man. Hey, look. Hey, hey Tom Kelly, you the best, though, All man. Right. That's a good topic, man. But leave my Thanks, man, Eli. I said he want me to call. <laughs> I got to bring him up. I got to bring him up. Appreciate it, Hey, look, Susie, get that yellow jacket. You know I'm going to be the first uh, we'll, one to call We'll you. see if that happens. <laughs> I'm sure, I am appreciate it. Thanks, Adrian. I'm sure he will because his daddy will pull some strings and get him that. Get him that. Who goes into the Hall of Fame first, Eli or Steve Kerr? I guess Steve Kerr's still active, so probably not Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr's going to be a Hall of Famer, though, right? You can be active as a coach and go in, right? Can you? Um, college coaches do it all the time. I don't know about. Oh yeah, Coach K's been in for like twenty years or something, hasn't he? It didn't Bill Self went in a couple of years ago. Yeah, I wa- By the way, I watched a little bit of the Coach K documentary, and I, 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 I Billy was in it, so I don't want to de- demean that, but it was kind of a boring documentary. It was. It was a little boring. Uh, I don't think Billy's in today, but it was a little. No, yeah, the class that saved Coach K. You know, a lot of guys that Billy was kind of entertaining. Jay Billis, I like, but all the other guys they were interviewing, they're just boring, boring doc. And we know Coach K's boring. Um, so, uh, except when he was on the morning show, and then he was really good a couple weeks ago. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, but yeah, Eli's just you know, the a, a worse version of Steve Kerr. Maybe I should rephrase the uh, the poll question: Is Eli Manning a worse version of Steve Kerr? Maybe maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Um, but uh, real quick here, um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the match. And I wanted to know if any of you watch out there and what you thought. Because I I thought it was tremendous. I really did. I thought it was 
phenomenal. Just having a new sporting event to watch was exciting. Um, but the way they did it was phenomenal. I think the way they kind of had the players interact and they're mic'd up and they're they're doing interviews while driving their golf carts. By what by the way, all the golf court carts were really cool. Peyton had his customized Broncos 18 one. Um, Tiger had his TW cart, uh, and they were pretty cool. But uh, I just thought the 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 broadcast was really well done. It was so much fun watching Tom Brady on the front nine because we've all been there where you just you can't do anything right. Um, where he, he was brutal on that front nine. He could not hit a, a shot anywhere he wants to hit it. And we've all had that moment where you're playing terrible and you have no clue um, – what you're doing wrong, why it's going this bad, you're getting frustrated, and then out of nowhere, you just hit a great shot. Like, and then Brady all of a sudden just holes one from 150 yards out. And the funny part leading up to that uh, was Charles Barkley, who great job by TNT to have him broadcasting this event, uh, because Ed, Charles Barkley's on any broadcast, he just makes it better. Um, he was talking trash to tr- uh, Brady right before that shot. Um, here's that whole exchange. Come on, man. I'm going to give you some shots, man. I want All some right. of you. Got It'll turn s- on. Don't worry. It ain't over yet. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh my goodness. Oh, you made it. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Hey, man. Check. I got that's all too. Shut your mouth, Chuck. Oh, <laughs> Take a look at that medicine. That, was, that couldn't have been better timing. And right as Barkley's talking trash, Brady just steps up to a ball in the fairway and puts it in from 100, 150 yards out. Like, um, it was just, it was such a funny moment, so perfectly timed. Uh, but that interaction they had between those guys was great. And also the interaction between the broadcasters, the more unfiltered than you'll just get normally. Uh, here was uh, Justin Thomas, who was the sideline reporter, so to speak, uh, coming back at Charles after uh, Charles had, had made a joke at his expense. Chuck, I'd love to see your fat ass try to jump a basketball right now. <laughs> hey, clear. Uh, dive. dive. J- JT, you can't call me fat on TV. That's bullying. <laughs> I'm going to call HR on you. The best with Barkley, too, is you can just say something like that, and he won't get offended. He won't care. Uh, and it just moves on. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then um, the Eagles were brought up a couple times during this. And I think this is pretty interesting because it's obvious that Brady just really does um, harbor this 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 pain from losing that game. I think it's pretty clear. Here's first uh, when they're on the range before the event, uh, Peyton Manning uh, joking around with how he can throw Brady off. Here and my partner, Brady, we were talking, he, he would have brought Gronkowski because Gronk does whatever Tom asked him to do. Gronk will wrestle, take a year off, come play in Tampa with me later, uh, come caddy for me. Uh, you know, it's hard to get to him, right? But, you know, so who, you know, do you bring Eli? Could do that. Do you bring Nick Foles? Maybe. Keep shot. <laughs> I like how Brady, and maybe this does go to the point that Eli's better than Steve Kerr because it, Brady didn't take offense to the Eli joke, but he did take offense to the Nick Foles joke. I, I think, you know, when Brady's compared to a guy like Nick Foles, he's like, I, I think he's bothered that Nick Foles beat him in that game. Like, deeply bothered by that. 
Because <laughs> immediately he's like, that's a cheap shot. You can't go with Nick Foles. Um, well, it's got to bother you that, like, the greatest game of your life you lost. I know. It is crazy. It, like, think about that. The Eagles won a Super Bowl, and the greatest quarterback ever played the best game he's ever played in his life, and the Eagles somehow won. Right. Like, how insane is that? Um, but uh, I thought that was funny, obviously. And here's uh, one more when they're joking about, you know, Brady and uh, – Phil being down significantly and whether they can overcome the deficit. They're joking about the Falcon Super Bowl and Brady uh, uh, talks uh, about that and, and kind of uh, how the Eagles one bothers him much more. These aren't the Falcons you're playing against. Tigers are pretty good closer. Same colors though. <laughs> it's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. Those two things though, like it is. And I think that's what it is, Mike, that Brady has had this great career. It's got to, just make him so angry that the best game he ever plays, he loses a Super Bowl. Well, it's probably like the way he sees the game is um, he's like, you know, I didn't, we didn't have to punt at all. I was great. We should have won. And Belichick probably looks at the game like, you know, Tom, the trick play worked, but Tom dropped the fourth down pass. And then Tom missed um, the check down. He had um, James White in the flat on the Brandon Graham strip, strip sack. Belichick's like, well, that was the game. He, he messed these two plays up, and then Brady's like, what are you talking about? I, I was perfect. I wonder, and we we talked about it at the time, like whether that was the end of the Patriots. And I, you can't say it was the end because they came back and won the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. But was that, like, the game that really fractured Brady and Belichick's relationship? Like, it, the, the Garoppolo been. stuff was old, already there. I mean, but they had traded him. Uh, but Brady obviously didn't like when they drafted him. But mm-hmm. I wonder... If that game and the resentment that, because uh, I do think you're onto something there, Mike, where Belichick looks at it as Tom should have brought us down and scored, yeah. and Brady looks at it as I played the best game as well as I could have played, and the defense couldn't stop Nick friggin' Foles. Defense, Gostkowski was bad too, right? He missed a couple extra points, he, I believe. He missed a field goal and he missed an extra point. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, those are basically turnovers. So, you know, and the, the turnover on downs. Four t- I mean, I mean, Guskowski, I guess, is not his fault, but they did have four drives that didn't end it. Like, that's just where they didn't outscore the Eagles. Like, you know. Right. I, I see it the way Belichick kind of – I mean, Brady's probably right. You can't ask for much. Like, before the game, if you went to Bill Belichick's office and said, Tom Brady's going to put up this production, like, you take it 10 times out of 10. Yeah, I mean, if you told me before the game – the Patriots are going to gain 518 yards of offense. I'd have been like, all right, well, the Eagles are going to get smoked. Like, the Eagles are going to get destroyed. Uh, this thing's over. Um, and then we wouldn't be having a Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles day uh, on once the over. station. That was once and for all. Yeah, once and for all. So we're done with that now, of course. Uh, I have a feeling we're not. One of these nights, too, I, just because I saw it in the system the other night, um, and I wanted to make sure – Nobody was taking credit away from you because I know the way that that can work I, out. I, yeah, I do appreciate that. Even I texted our, you. Yeah, even during our um our struggles here, or our you know our yeah, yeah. conflict with each other. Right. You you do look out for the credit part. Yes. Um. But uh, we'll have to play that uh at some point in the next couple of nights. Your best of Gabe because I went back and listened to it. I forgot about that. Was it's just great. It is so great, Mike. I got to give it to you. Thank you. That was one of the best best things anybody's done at WIP. <laughs> the best of game <laughs> montage. It's <laughs> pretty high praise that you made last year. <laughs> well, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, the music behind it, well produced. Good job. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. 
<laughs> Got to hit the break here. Uh, Stephen Egg Harbor, uh, get to you right after the break. And then I want to um, get into some some comments made by one bot made by an NBA player, uh, a current NBA player who is, you know, uh, just annoying for several reasons. A former NBA player is annoying for several reasons and a media member who's annoying for several reasons. So we'll do that uh, after we talk to Steve. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.